the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is, and it is now seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock. Thanks for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. On a Wednesday, it is the 27th morning of the, of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. And we have a very important show uh, coming up. We have a very a couple of very important guests coming up, and I have a very important topic to share with you to start this broadcast. Coming up at 9.35, do you know Coach Dave? Are you familiar with Coach Dave? You should be. And if you don't know Coach Dave, I'm going to introduce you to Coach Dave coming up at uh, 9.35 this morning. And we are going to be talking about, well, uh, influences on your life and what you can do uh, to change them. It's a very, very important conversation we're going to have. I'll get let the details come, come your way at 9.35. At 10.35, one of the two conservative candidates for the 16th Congressional District. Both of them fought very hard to get rid of Anthony Gonzalez. And uh, it was successful. Anthony Gonzalez is not running for re-election in Ohio 16. Max Miller is. He's one of the two. And the other is Jonah Schultz. Max Miller is the one with a lot of the attention because he's got President Trump's endorsement as he worked in the White House. Jonah Schultz is just a grinder, and he continues to grind, going uh, from house to house and business to business and event to event, spreading his conservative message. We're going to let him spread it here on these airwaves coming up at 1035 this morning. So that's uh, Jonah Schultz and Coach Dave are the guests today. Now, before we get into the top news of the day, something you are absolutely going to want to hear. In fact, you have to hear. Let's uh, start with our Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, please stand. If you have a flag in your home, if you have a flag nearby, anywhere in eyesight, face it, put your hand on your heart and join us as we celebrate our allegiance to this uh, great country. 
If you are a Biden voter, if you are a pro-vaccine mandate person, then you go ahead and take your knee. We know you don't believe in liberty in the first place. Now, today we are going to let a child lead us. This is a young child named Cedric Richmond uh, who did the Pledge of Allegiance. And there's a reason I want the child to lead us today. I'll tell you about what it is right after the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to a public for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless you, young man. Thank you for that terrific rendition of the Pledge of Allegiance. Why did I want a child to lead us today? Well, because it is the children we need to focus on right now. If you did not hear the news yet, the FDA, uh, at least an FDA advisory panel, has recommended by a 17 to 0 vote that the Pfizer vaccine for children be approved for emergency authorization. That it be allowed to be injected into the kids, some 28 million kids, age 5 to 11, would now be eligible for the Pfizer vaccine. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's talk about what that means. We have already seen horror stories of adverse reactions to these profit jabs that uh, big pharma profit jabs that the FDA has already given emergency authorization for and that the CDC has recommended and that the Biden administration has recommended and that Dr. Fauci and the NIH has recommended. We have seen adverse reactions, including some very, very serious and, in fact, some of them lethal to these vaccines that are supposed to be safe and effective. Now, that's in adults. That's in adults or at least in children uh, age 12 and over. That's why they are now extending this down to 5 to 11. If these vaccines are, in fact, causing terrible adverse reactions in adults, can you imagine what they would do in young, fragile bodies still developing, including with immune systems still developing? Can you imagine what this could do to children? And the answer is no. No, we cannot imagine what this will do to children. And that, according to the FDA advisory panel, is exactly why we must inject it into the children. Wait a minute, Bob. What did you just say? What I said is that the FDA advisory panel that voted 17 to nothing to let the Pfizer profit jab be put into the arms of children admitted they don't know what's going to happen. You follow me? They admitted they don't know if the children will be safe or not. And that's why they have to jam it into the children. This is not speculation. This is not conjecture. This is not speaking out of context. This is what Dr. Uh, Rubin, Dr. Eric Rubin said during their Zoom call or their their virtual uh, meeting among the FDA advisory panel, this is what he said. He made the mistake of saying the quiet part out loud, things that they're supposed to whisper to one another and think about in their heads, but don't admit out loud. He made the mistake of saying it out loud. The voting question on the screen during this virtual hearing and vote from the FDA advisory panel, the question on the screen reads, quote, Voting question. 
based on the totality of scientific evidence available, do the benefits of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, when administered as a two-dose series, outweigh its risk for use in children 5 to 11 years of age? End quote. All right? So this is their voting question. Does do the benefits of the Pfizer profit jab outweigh the potential risks? And in casting his vote in the affirmative, Dr. Eric Rubin said out loud what he wasn't supposed to say out loud, which is, I have no idea if it's safe or not. That's why we have to put it in their arms. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Did 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 you did you hear it? Let's hear it again from Dr. Eric Rubin of the FDA advisory panel on whether or not children five to twelve, five to eleven, should be given the Pfizer profit jab. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. We are never going to learn how safe this vaccine is for these children five to eleven unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Do you remember at the beginning of the Obama presidency and they passed that 2,000-page spending monstrosity, the stimulus bill? Do you remember what Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, said about that bill at the time? She said... We have to pass this bill so we can see what's in it. How, for the love of God, can you pass something without knowing what's in it? And now, likewise, how, in the name of all that is holy, can you jam a drug into the arms of 28 million children not knowing whether it's safe for them? This is the FDA. We are told that FDA approval is the gold standard. Well, here's the FDA advisory panel on COVID shots, Pfizer COVID shots for children 5 to 11, telling you we don't know if it's safe or not. We'll find out after we start sticking it to them. Then we'll know whether it's safe. That's just the way it goes. But... We're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. That was his justification. That was his justification for voting yes. It was a 17 to nothing vote. His justification was, well, we don't know if it's going to be safe. we got to find out. Let's put it in their arms and we'll see. How many dead children? How many injured children? How many wounded children? How many paralyzed children? Is it going to take before you say, okay, now we know, we found out, it's not that safe, so maybe we should rethink it. How many? And better yet, how many parents, how many parents in this country are going to race to the doctor or to the pharmacy with their five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old child, hold them steady, roll up their sleeve and say, experiment on my kid Woo! can't wait to see how this turns out 
I have no idea if he's gonna make if it's gonna make him healthier or sicker or no impact. But let's find out. This ought to be fun. It's a show. It's a game. You dragging your kid to the pharmacy or to the doctors to have this profit jab from a company whose whose scientists call the company an evil corporation that literally runs on COVID dollars now. You're going to let this Pfizer Corporation jam experimental drugs into your kids while the FDA, which is supposed to regulate those experimental drugs, says out loud, we don't know if it's safe for the kids or not. That's why we have to find out. Put it in their arms and let's see. Think about that for a second. You, I, I, how many parents are going to race to the, to the doctors and say, do it. Experiment on my kid. Let's see what happens. I'm kind of curious, too. Good God. This is what I mean when I tell you they don't have science. They don't want science. It is all about compliance, and now it's about complying with their orders for your children. They don't have science on this. If they did then Dr. Eric Rubin would have said, we have the science, we know for a fact, this is 100% safe for children, it is not going to cause any problems, they're not going to be having any adverse reactions, no side effects in the short term or the long term, this is golden, we're good. Science has proven that. They don't have science, and yet they want you to comply anyway. Compliance, not science. Now, let's look for a real-world example of what we're talking about. When the C or the FDA says, President Biden, not yet, this. not yet. When the FDA says to find out how safe this is, we're going to have to give it to these kids. Then we'll know. That's just the way that it goes. Let's talk about a real-world example. Now they're talking about five to eleven-year-olds now. Because the vaccine has only been available for 12 and over uh, to this point in time. Let me tell you the story of a 13-year-old girl named Maddie. Better yet, I will let the organization that put this ad together tell you Maddie's story. This is from the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. They're telling the story of a 13-year-old girl named Maddie who is an Ohio girl who stepped up whose parents are pro-vaccine, and they call themselves pro-science, and they volunteered their daughter, and their daughter at 13 agreed to be a part of the trials for the vaccines of children ages 12 and up. This 30-second commercial was put together by the Vaccine Research Foundation to shine a spotlight on the answer to the question of, is this safe for all children ages 12 and up? Here's Maddie's short story. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. I need to take this out. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? 
That 30-second ad was a television commercial produced and distributed to Comcast. Comcast took a look at the ad, took a look at the images and the video of Maddie suffering tremors, suffering convulsions, being intubated, crying, screaming, going from a completely healthy and excited young girl into being a bedridden mess. Comcast refuses to air that video, that uh, that commercial. They don't want the media, the Biden administration, the left, they don't want anybody to know that the marketing ploy of the government and the CDC when it comes to the profit jabs, and the marketing ploy is two words, safe and effective. They don't want you to know that that's bull, that it's crap. Combined, it's bull crap. They don't want you to see that, so they won't air that ad. Robbie Starbuck, who, by the way, is running for Congress from Tennessee, posted that. He's a political pundit. Posted that on his Instagram page. It's now going viral until, of course, the media, the social media overlords, take it down. It features a 13-year-old girl named Maddie DeGarry, an Ohio girl whose mother signed her up to participate, and she agreed, and she wanted to do it. They are pro-vaccine and pro-science. Maddie is now a very, very physically challenged young girl, a very sick young girl with medical conditions she never, ever even thought of before she took that trial. Maddie is proof positive and evidence of what the doctor on the FDA said. Proof positive. When the doctor said, we don't know if it's safe. We don't know if it's safe, and we won't know until we put it into enough arms to find out. She's living proof that that's exactly correct. And the media, you said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? 216 If you know any parents who are going to let their kids take this experimental drug, which according to the FDA panel that is approving it for kids, admitted they do not know if it's safe and they have to jam it into your kid's arm to find out, are you going to allow your child to be a, a guinea pig? Do you know any parents who are going to let their children be experimented on by the federal government, knowing what could happen to them? I want to hear from you on AM 1420, The Answer. Sometimes I close my mind, keep getting stuck here all the time. Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, it's 927. Let's go to Grafton and say good morning to Ron. He wants to talk about this FDA advisory panel that says, we don't know if it's safe for kids, but let's find out. Ron, go ahead. Hey, Bob. I'm afraid I don't fall into the group that you're looking for right now, but in the same context, I've been looking at a lot of different things only to prove or disprove uh, what's in out there. Um, In the process of trying to get ivermectin, there is a wall that you can't go through. Um, I've asked doctors why, and they can't 
give me a good answer as to why I can't get it. And then I happen to think uh, the more investigating I've done, I come up with this one statement from a long time ago, uh, Deep Throat in the uh, Watergate affair said, follow the money. And then uh, I'm sitting there looking. Well, first of all, I started watching Dope Sick. And you can put uh, this vaccine in the same terminology as what's going on in this particular uh, documentary series, docudrama. Anyway, uh, it comes down to um, the pharmaceutical industry is being funded, or I'm sorry, the FDA is funded by the pharmaceutical industry. And I'm sitting there, and they bring this out in the in the series Dope Sick, and I'm going, you got to be kidding me. And it's like, here, I'll give you some money if you approve my drug. And it's just so outrageous. It's a scam. Uh, and this whole thing about following the money and ivermectin, um, I apparently, well... In, in some of the investigation I've done is there's countries like India and Bangladesh that have no COVID-19 anymore because they're issuing ivermectin free and the drug companies will not make money off a generic drug. And well, let me, right let me now, jump in, let me jump in here because I'm up against it time wise and I thank you for the phone call, Ron. I'll say this. I've done some uh, pretty extensive reporting slash commentary on ivermectin versus remdesivir, more so than versus the Pfizer or Moderna profit jabs. Because it's kind of treated, or it's kind of being uh, used more as a treatment. I mean, it is being used prophylactically as well, but it's being used as a treatment for people with COVID complications in the same way that remdesivir is. In the remdesivir situation, you have to be a an inpatient in a hospital in order to be given it. It costs roughly $1,000 to be, to be used, and ivermectin can be treated at home. You can get a bottle of ivermectin tablets and pills and take them home and take them, and nobody makes any money. I've covered that pretty extensively, and I'll do it more because you're right, and that's one of the reasons why they have demonized the use of ivermectin just the same way they did hydroxychloroquine because it doesn't make anybody any money, not the hospitals the way remdesivir does and not the big pharmaceutical companies that produce those profit jabs. You're exactly right. It is about following the money, and that's why, once again, it was such a big deal when Profit Veritas, or Project Veritas, got Pfizer scientists on hidden cameras admitting that, quote, I believe I work for an evil corporation, that Pfizer, their corporation, their organization is run on COVID dollars now. Anything that it takes to bring in dollars off of COVID, that's what they will do. It is not about public health. That's reality. All right, 931, we'll get traffic, or not traffic, excuse me, we'll get the news here rather than the traffic, though that'll be a part of it. And then on the flip side, we're going to talk um, uh, with uh, Coach Dave. That's coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. 
The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 936. We continue AM 1420. The answer. Don't forget, uh, we're going to talk politics with Jonah Schultz, who is a congressional candidate coming up at 1035. As I teased earlier on in the broadcast at the top of the show, this one is not political per se. This one is more inspirational. When I talk about Coach Dave, you either know Coach Dave or you don't. Uh, and if you don't, you should get to know him because he's going to be speaking uh, tonight, 7 p.m., at the Ohio Freedom Fighters event on uh, uh, Stone Road in Medina. He's going to give a lecture, and then he's going to take your questions and answers. And I think it could be very, very valuable. Coach Dave used to be a football coach, as you might be able to tell by that moniker. 35 years he spent as a football coach when he was eventually attacked and sued by the ACLU for daring to bring gasp religion to the football field he mixed prayer with his coaching well that can't happen he was drummed essentially out of the coaching business and that's when he launched the pass the salt ministries business he now hosts a daily internet show coach dave live where he challenges christians to take a more active role in the battle for america and make no mistake about it i tell you this every day we are in a battle for america coach dave joins us now on am 1420 the answer coach dave good to talk to you this morning how are you sir I'm doing great, Bob, and thanks for being a hero up there along the mistake on the lake, brother. And we are, we are in a war. We're not, hey, hey, Bob, the war isn't coming. It's already here. And unfortunately, uh, most of Christianity, Christendom, is beginning to awaken a little bit to what's going on. And as my good friend uh, John tells me, he says, Coach, there's going to be a rude awakening before there's a great awakening. And I think we're in the midst of it right now, Bob, with everything that's going on. And, and so I... Uh, I was a high school football coach, as I said, back in 1997. That seems like forever ago, doesn't it? I got sued by the ACLU for praying with our football team, and I, uh, I didn't lose my job, Bob. I resigned after, after we were undefeated my last year and walked away and started past the Salt Ministries. And my goal back then was just, I, the British are coming. I thought, I just got to get out and wake up the church and tell pastors and everything that, you know, we got to stand up and fight. And it was one of the great disappointments of my life, uh, Bob, to find out that, uh, the pastors didn't really want to know. <laughs> they really weren't. They really weren't into the fight and things. So here we are, 21, 22 years down the road, and I've been doing past assault ministries for that that period of time. Again, going out trying to wake up Christians, and I've seen an awakening right now, like I've never seen in the 20, uh, 20 some years I've been doing. Bob. Let me uh, go back before we talk about now and that great awakening you're seeing right now. And I want to talk about the end of your coaching days. As you say, you, you chose to leave. But uh, when I said you were drummed out, I guess what I mean is they sued you. They tried to stop you from praying. Had they not done that, oh, yeah. I would imagine you'd probably still be on the sidelines, right? Well, I, I would think so. But uh, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord, right? Uh, we want, listen, the uh-huh. ACLU, they are, they are such an evil organization, Bob. What they did, they came in London, Ohio, small town. West of, uh, west of Columbus. We were really, really good in football, and then we had a couple down seasons. So they came in. Really, the people got mad because their kid wasn't playing. You know how it is. Football coaches sure. make a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of enemies, right? And so they brought the ACLU in and tried to, tried to make me look like I was some freak simply because I prayed with kids and tried to mentor them spiritually. And of course, that's a no-no in American public schools. But, Bob, when I was done, uh, I, I, was, I said I was undefeated my last year, and I made a decision. I can continue to coach football, which is very valuable, and the kids need that, or I can coach the church. I thought, Bob, that was one of the greatest disappointments of my life. I thought I would be embraced with open arms as I went to the pastors and said, hey, look, here's what's going on. Uh, You know, all the stuff that we're dealing with to now, the social agenda that's coming, the the, all of it, uh, the 
and uh, they didn't want to hear it. But I, you know, I've I've been uh, I've been faithful, man. I've been on the radio. I'm doing podcasts now, and uh, I'm working with Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and others with this new organization called the Christian Revolution.net, and we are working every day to try to get Christians into the game. Bob, here's what's happened to us, brother. They have the left owns every power position in America, whether it be the media, uh, education, uh, I don't care what it is, government, Christians are in charge of nothing anymore. And the Lord told us that we were supposed to go into all the world and teach them to observe all he commanded us. And lo, he was with us always, even to the end of the age. And I believe that we're in a time right now, a critical time in America. Will the church arise and fight back, or are we going to fall into 400 years of darkness? And I really think it's that serious. And uh, that's why we're working so hard to try to make a difference. We are talking with uh, Coach Dave, Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. His website is CoachDaveLive.com, and we are talking about the war for America, the war over America. Uh, Coach Dave says it is here, and you're right. You said a few moments ago that you are seeing a, a, a gr- the greatest awakening of the Christian church that you have seen in your lifetime. Can you tell me what you mean that's by right. that? Well, it's, it's, it's mom and pop are starting to awake. You know, Bob, I, I, went, I was at that dastardly... Uh, uh, thing in Washington, D.C. on Jan- January 6th. And I tell you what I saw. I saw God, God-fearing moms and pops, Americans, out there worried about their country, worried about their children, worried about the direction that we were going to go. But the, I saw this, and it was the most unbelievable, uh, eye-opening thing to me, Bob. For the, because I've been doing this ministry so long, I, I know a lot of guys who are out there who are fighting the fight, and not many followers. And now, Bob, when I went to Washington, D.C. and I looked around, there were all kinds of followers. And there aren't very many leaders. When you look at the situation that we're in in America today, the, the, in the church, Bob, the disagreement over whether you should take the shot or not, social distancing, whether you should close down your church. If we can't see the confusion in the American church, I don't even know what to say to people. We should be of one accord, right, that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, period. You don't inject crap into the, the – you wouldn't walk into a church – and take your dog in there and have him make a mess on the carpet. Well, brothers and sisters, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And unfortunately, uh, so many of us don't understand this battle. Seed of the serpent, seed of the woman. And brother, the seed of the serpent, he is on a rampage. And now's the time that, as the men of Issachar, need to understand the times in which we live and know what it is that we need to do, Bob. Not talk about, not pray about. We have to get actively involved. Uh, Coach Dave, you said also, and, and by the way, I completely agree about getting actively involved. And I love on your homepage, uh, you know, you, you, you quote President Kennedy, one person can make a difference and everyone should try. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's exactly yeah. right, because when everybody tries individually, collectively, we become very powerful and able to make that change. You said that... Um, this is a war for America and it's already here. I have said on my program that we kind of already lost it insofar as the freedoms that we once had are no longer guaranteed. Our Bill of Rights is under serious assault. Uh, particularly every protection afforded us in the First Amendment has been taken away from us in some form or another. And what I have said is that we have already lost that war. It's no longer time for us to come together to defend America and defend our rights. We've lost it. It's time to reclaim America and reclaim those mm-hmm. rights. They literally have been mm-hmm. removed from us because, quite frankly, there are not enough, enough of us who have been spread to action and the one um, one right guaranteed in the first amendment that we very rarely hear anything about bob is the idea the last one listed 
the right to petition our government for a redress of grievances. Bob, can I let, let me ask your listeners right now, to whom do we turn? The Supreme Court won't give us a fair shake. The Department of Justice won't give us a fair shake. Our local police won't give us a fair shake. Our government doesn't, in elections, doesn't give us a fair shake. And, Bob, if we don't have any place that we can go or to any institution that we can go and know that our grievances will be heard and made right, then we become a banana republic, right? Tyranny is, in fact, at our door. So we look, I mean, you can go down to a multiplicity of things that are going on, and every one of them are happening because nobody will stand up and make things right. Well, we know the one that can, right? We know that, that uh, only the truth, if you know it, sets us free. So those of us who claim the name of Christ, brother, we're going to have to come out from hiding. We're going to have to come out of our prayer closets. We're going to have to come out of the sanctuaries and get out and get our elbows and our knees dirty, trying, as you said, to restore this, what was once great in this nation. Now, we have to believe we can do that or our efforts are worthless. And for those out there who say, well, Coach, it's the end times. It's what the Bible says. Well, the Bible also says, to occupy till I come, right? Occupy till I come, and that he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, I'm an old football coach. I knew the end came when the clock went to zero, zero, zero on the scoreboard. That's when I knew it was the end of the game. And then last time I looked, the clock's still running, so we have to get actively involved just in case the Lord might want to do a great work in our midst. Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer is my guest. His website is CoachDaveLive.com. Coach Dave, last thing. Now, you talked about the Great Awakening and the Christian Church and the Judeo-Christian message and foundation of this great country being as strong as ever. Yet, one of your articles on your website, uh, written about six days ago, is The American Church is Broken. What do you mean by mm-hmm. that? Oh, brother. Because the American Church, the, the purpose of the Church is to train, equip, and mobilize the saints for the works of the ministry. Bob, our churches are almost not work-driven at all. Now, we all know that you're, not, you're saved through grace, not through works, but the tr- proof of your, of your uh, convictions are your works. I'm a football coach, brother. The guy out on the football field, I'm looking at his works. Is he tackling somebody? That's how I know he's all in. Is he blocking? Is he catching the ball? Is he doing? And, and, and modern American Christianity... It has become all about me and mine, me having a nicer house and a, uh, uh, my children being blessed, a good education, everything except what the Scriptures talk about, which is what? We're to die to ourselves. We're to be dead men, Bob, and the message of the ch- local church does not prepare men to be courageous anymore. And we have got to get courageous men back engaged in the cause of Christ, in the culture. Listen, folks, the gospel is politics, and politics is the gospel. That's why we find ourselves living under the rule and reign of Satan, because we've left that we've left that uh, field all to him. Time for us to go fight and take it back. Very inspirational. <clears throat> Coach Dave, that's what you were all about, and I know you're going to bring that uh, fire and that inspiration tonight uh, to the Ohio Freedom Fighters meeting, 7 o'clock, uh, 7291 Stone Road in Medina. Coach Dave will be there. And, uh, uh, Coach Dave, what uh, what message do you have for the folks who are coming tonight? In a nutshell, what are we going to talk about? We're going to hear the same thing about the, the moral collapse in America, and the only way that we're going to turn this thing around is if we stop being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and once again to begin to teach these common values to our children. Hey, Bob, even the atheist doesn't want his son to be queen at the homecoming parade, right? We all know that. So let's get back to some common values, Christian values, 
and let's put this country back together. Much needed, no question about it. Coach Dave, I really look forward to uh, your visit tonight to the Ohio Freedom Fighters. I know it's going to be a great presentation, and I thank you so much for giving us a sneak preview of it this morning. Well, thanks for having me on, Bob. God bless you for all thank you, you do, brother. Thank you, Coach Dave. Appreciate you very much. Uh, that's Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer. Check him out at CoachDaveLive.com. He's got recordings there. He's got blog uh, 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 columns there. Uh, so much great information for you about the fight for America's survival, the fight for America's soul, the fight for the Christian church and uh, for the Judeo-Christian values of this country. All right, 949, we'll take our time out here. Come back. I've got time for calls before the top of the hour. As a matter of fact, I've got about 40 minutes worth of open calls because uh, Jonas Schultz will be joining us at 1035. So the next uh, 40 minutes are yours. 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Join us on The Authority. And whatever. Okay, 953. We continue on AM 1420. The answer got a lot of calls here, so let's go ahead and start taking a few. I'm sure people are going to want to react to the astounding audio that I shared with you at the start of the program. If you did not hear it, I'm going to give it to you again. In deciding to answer the voting question, uh, at the FDA and their advisory panel on whether or not children ages 5 to 11 should be given the Pfizer vaccine. The voting question was, based on the totality of scientific evidence, do the benefits of the Pfizer vaccine outweigh its risks for use in children 5 to 11 years of age? Dr. Eric Rubin, in casting his vote, said, basically, I don't know. I don't know if it's safe or not, and we won't know until we start injecting it into kids. Then we'll know. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. I just paraphrased it. You heard it. We're not going to know how safe this vaccine is unless we start giving it. Then we'll know. That's just the way it goes. They are lying to you when they tell you that the vaccine is safe and effective. They don't know if it's safe, particularly in children. And this guy said out loud what is supposed to be only whispered in private company. He said out loud and on, on, a, on a virtual uh, vote of the FDA advisory panel what he is only supposed to type, where only he and others uh, who are privileged can see it. He said out loud what he's only supposed to think inside of his head. We don't know if this is going to be safe for the kids or not. And we're not going to know until we put it into millions of arms. 28 million kids are now going to be eligible age 5 to 11 for this shot if this goes through and becomes uh, approved for emergency authorized use. I don't know if it's safe, he said. And we won't know until we give it. And that's what we have to do. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. Do you know any parents are going to line their kids up to be experimented on? Andy's in Middleburg Heights. Andy, go right ahead. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Uh, using your own words, you have a big mouth, and I appreciate that in a great way. I mean it in a respectful way. I understand. You have a, you have a voice of common sense, 
reasoning and the truth. And that's what I, that's why I take your big mouth. I don't look at it as that way, the way you said it. Last night on the radio, AM 1220, Pastor Ernie Sanders at 10 o'clock had a, a clip on there that Fauci, that SOB, that took the larynx out of beagle puppies so yeah. they wouldn't hear them screaming when they cut their kidneys out to, to test them. That same guy in 2005 or 2008 in New York City, you can research this, they went to an orphanage and they experimented with a drug on these kids. This is Fauci, the same guy that's doing this now, that's ruining this world. He went into that orphanage and okayed them using these kids as guinea pigs. 35 of them died, Bob. 35 kids died in an orphanage. The reason they went there is they didn't have to get any parents' permission to do this. This is a sick individual. This guy is the evil, him and Obama and the rest of these people. Uh, and uh, please excuse me. I hope they all go to burn in hell for what they're doing to animals and kids. This is, this is repulsive. I'm 80 years old. I can't, I, can't even, I can't even fathom that somebody would do this to puppies and then kids. Where no, no, the American it, it, people uh, stand up and fight? Don't you, don't you love America? If any one of these people don't love America, get them the hell out of the country. We have a good country. We need to stand up and get back at these people. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to rant and rave. No, no, I understand. It's a passionate thing, and I and I understand your emotion, Andy. I do, and I and I appreciate every word you just said. And thank you for the phone call. Um, I want to clarify a couple of things. I did not hear Pastor Ernie Sanders last night, so I can't speak specifically to what he presented or had presented. I have read uh, uh, all of the accusations against Fauci with respect to the dogs, the beagles. It isn't alleged that he specifically did any of the research. It's alleged that he funded known research in a, at a lab in Tunisia to uh, to study these dogs, to get these dogs infected with these parasites by having these sand flies eat them almost alive. And yes, they cut their vocal cords out so nobody could hear the dogs crying in pain as they were attacked by the flies and then as they were, you know, uh, uh, studied and injected with drugs to see how they would work against the, the parasites. I have also read about Dr. Fauci funding experiments on monkeys, including toxic brain injection just three years ago in 2018. Add those two stories to the gain-of-function research that he helped fund in Wuhan, China, in the Wuhan lab, and we have somebody who is just beyond a researcher. This isn't research for the sake of the betterment of mankind. Many of these things are just flat-out experimental torture. As to the children... And that, of course, should be the you know the biggest red flag when it comes to Anthony Fauci. <clears throat> like I said, I did not hear uh, Doctor or excuse me, Pastor Ernie last night, but I did read recently about experiments on hundreds of New York City orphans. Government agencies and pharmaceutical companies used orphans in deadly AIDS drug trials back in 2004 and 2005. Dr. Fauci is not, according to what I read, accused of actually doing the research and uh, experimenting on the kids, but he approved of them. In the same way he approved and funded the Wuhan gain-of-function research, in the same way that he approved uh, the research done on the beagles and the torture of the beagles to make that happen, and on the monkeys' brains that I just told you about. He is funding 
and approving some of the most barbaric things that you can imagine, and yet he remains the highest-paid federal employee, making roughly $540,000 of your tax dollars every year to be our moral and scientific conscience when it comes to COVID-19. So, Andy, your outrage is um, approved, seconded, understood, and excused. We should all be outraged. We'll talk. take more phone calls right after the news on AM 1420 The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.